Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, Anthony and Moose. Hello! What's up? And just like Big Ben, who will not go quietly into the night, so is this episode of our podcast, gentlemen, as it is our last podcast for the foreseeable future. Um, last one of, uh, of the season for sure of 2021. And, uh, there've been talks amongst the podcast, the three B boys of moving permanently to the halftime app. Live. So show. the live show, the halftime live show moneymaker will be making his first appearance this Wednesday mm. on stage. Oh, fantastic. I mean, now that he's a two time, a double fantasy champion this year, he's willing to finally come on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he knows we don't have any ammunition uh, to use against them. I love it. Well, he's welcome. He's welcome on. As are all of you, every Wednesday uh, at 10 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, live. You can talk to us directly. Nope, that's wrong. 10 p.m. Eastern. Sorry, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Man, thanks, Anthony. Keep me honest. Um, you can talk to us live. You can chat with us. You can post funny gifts and react to things that we're saying. It's always a lot of fun. That's where we're going to be doing most of our fantasy chit chat for the foreseeable future. So as this was Big Ben's last home game in Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh uh, emerged victorious against the terrible Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland really helped him out there. Um, this will be our last podcast for a while. So I can, I'm imagining like Big Ben emerging from the tunnel um, like very slowly um, to uh, <laughs> enormous cheers. I'm, I'm imagining our fans cheering us on greatly here. Um, as I, we, uh, here's what I'll do, Dave. Just in, yeah. in, in honor of Big Ben, when yeah. I get up out of my chair to leave, I'll, I'll trip over myself and fall down. <laughs> as good. as the words yeah. Ben keeps slip out of my mouth. <laughs> oh man, goodness gracious! It was uh, it was an emotional night, emotional night for uh, the Steelers fans and for Big Ben. Uh, as bad as he was this year, you got to remember, you know, he's given a lot over his eighteen seasons to Pittsburgh, uh, and a lot to fantasy players as well. Hall of Famer over the Hall years. Hall of Famer. I, I think he's got to be. I think he's got to be if you look at the fact that he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, um, never had a, a season below 500. Um, he's up there in the in the top 10 for yards, yeah. for TDs. Like, you know, I think he's he's got to be. He's got to be in the Hall of Fame. I think if it's they're probably gonna... first ballot. Yeah, he might That's make it. First yeah, him and, yeah, if Eli's going to make it, he should definitely make it. Mm-hmm. My God. Is he a fantasy <laughs> Hall of Famer? Big Ben. No. Mm, no. I mean, we weren't playing as actively back in the day. He he was he lit it up back in the day. I was. With Heinz Ward. You were playing in the Heinz Ward days? Yes, of course. I've and had Jerome ha- Bettis? Heinz Ward. N- not so much Jerome Bettis, but I've had okay. Heinz Ward on a bunch of teams. Uh, Roethlisberg. I remember it like he he was a really good fantasy QB, but I think he's had so many down years that it kind of like. He was decent. The last three years have been a heavy decline. Yeah. So yeah. 15 good ones, three pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's had a good year. He's had a good career. Um, so, guys, we're winging it today. It's the last. I mean, there's no waiver wires. There's no streamers. There's no start sit decisions. This is it. This was championship weekend. Uh, and we were going in bright eyed, bushy tailed, excited, the three of us in just the leagues we play in. We had a chance at four different fantasy championships 
And I, at least one other, I played another league I was in the finals that you guys aren't privy to. Did you guys have other finals in any other leagues? The kicker league, Moose, anything like that? No, I I did not do well in the kicker league. Oh, so no? Had, no, it was, it was on Yahoo, and I kept forgetting to look at my Yahoo, because I do everything oh, on Yahoo. Yahoo. And then I go over to Yahoo, Yahoo and really the sucks. Yahoo app is like, it's... Like, I'm, I'm a pretty tech savvy guy and yeah, it was just a mess. Like everything's difficult. It's bad. We should do a kicker or you should move it to sleeper next year. I, I did, but it's my cousin who runs the league, but it's a, it's a bunch of older guys who apparently are they even, get, they love Yahoo. They get stuck in it. No, they're just, they're just not tech savvy enough to move over to it. They don't want to learn something new. They know. So let's I almost feel like sleepers better for people who aren't tech savvy. This is it. But you know, yeah. people don't want to change. People like the old, Routine. Yeah. They don't want to change it up. People are scared of change. Routine. They are scared of change. Anthony. But yeah, sleep, sleeper. Well, that's the thing. And I, this is my go-to when I talk to people about sleeper. Is I say things like, you know, our dads picked it up. You know, it's like, well, yeah. our dads hopped on and they figured it out. You know, so that that's it. If if dads can figure it out, then you know it's good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, I mean, so so in total, we had five fantasy championships opportunities this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Listeners, you'll be happy to know that out of those five fantasy championships opportunities this weekend, the three B boys came away with a big fat zero. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Had, uh, I had quite quite a letdown, and so uh, many letdowns. Yeah, it's just one of those years where uh, my opponent's team went off and my team did not. But it's also, we, we say, start your studs, start your studs. I started Dawson Knox, zero points. Thank you, Dawson. Um, I mean, there was no snow in this one. <laughs> yeah, he evans me. Um, there were so many letdown, like, I mean, the Minnesota players, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. There was, uh, I mean, well, hold on, I, I hold should on. just first mention. Of all, first of all, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook didn't let you down. Yeah. Anti-vaxxed Kirk Cousins let you down. Exactly. So COVID True. is a real situation and it really screwed with fantasy this year. Um, yeah. And I mean, not to add salt to the wound there, Moose, but there was guys like Braxton Berrios and Zay Jones going off this week, uh, yeah, which is ridiculous. Rashad Penny. IR champion Rashad Penny. Injured Rashad. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, it, I mean, I think it takes a lot of, a lot of things have to go your way to win a fantasy championship in a deep league in a you know in a 10 team 12 team 14 team league a lot's got to go your way but especially in the covid years um you know you could say you could say you're almost more lucky to win in the covid years but you could say the opposite you could say wow you really had to um to grind your way to a championship and like think but things things had to go your way and fall into place yeah. Um, so you're talking about Anthony starting your studs. It, it's hard not to start your studs, right? And it takes a lot of guts to pull someone off the waiver wire and plug in a Boston Scott or a Rashad Penny or a Trey Lance. You know he got 20 points in his first game, uh, first real game. But it, these are sometimes the things you got to do. Or to win a fast chapter. Or you could trust your studs. Your Joe Burrows, your Jamar Chases, your uh, your Najee Harris's, your your uh, you know X Y Z. And they can carry you to the championship. It can go either way. Yeah. Mm. Brutal. Brutal. But it did not go that way for any of us. So all of you, if you play fantasy, you've had your heart broken for sure. Um, so we, you know, we're here. We're here for you. We, we know how it feels. We know how it feels. We went goose egg. We went goose egg this year. I put my best gut forward. The other guy just put his 
more forward. A little further. A little bit further Which forward. Tough, tough to do. <laughs> tough to do, but he did it. Oh goodness! But um, no, congratulations to the um, players who won our leagues, and I think we should shout them out because they are some of our avid listeners, and this is our final podcast. So, uh, congratulations! In the um, one of our main leagues goes out to Moneymaker, our boy Tyler, who. Mm-hmm. Has, was awesome this year in fantasy, and he had a big, big win this uh, this year. His team was pretty solid throughout the throughout the season, and he, he took the fantasy championship away from my grasp. So I'm a little uh, bitter, bittersweet, but uh, good on you, Tyler. Who else? Who else you want to shout out, guys? Well, shout out to Brandon Stopnicki for beating me in our dynasty league. In dynasty league, disappointing loss with Braxton but, uh, Berrios, Rashad Penny, and Zay Jones. Yeah, it's brutal. So uh, that that always sucks when. You know, guys like George Kittle, CeeDee Lamb get, uh, you know, less than 10 points. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's soul crushing. Yeah. Like any, no matter every game for the rest of time and for all up until now, if you said, who are going to start CeeDee Lamb or Braxton Berrios? You're always That's picking CeeDee Lamb, right? Nick Nick Chubb, five points tonight. Ah, it was just, ah, it was just crushing. It was just Tiny crushing. Chubb. Tiny Chubb. Yeah, um, I'll shout out uh, Scotto. Um, Scott. Scott uh, Wilson. Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson for winning in the auction league. Um, I'm going to shout out a league that you guys aren't in my work league that we've talked about before. Um, I feel like Dil- I'm in the work league. You talk about it so much. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in it mm-hmm. less so this year, but Dylan, who was in our auction league won the, the work league. Uh, we insulted Dylan Dil. quite a bit because he had drafted so terribly made so many moves, waiver wire and trades and uh, all the way to a victory and a last minute Najee Har- uh, Najee Harris touchdown tutty won him the week won him the week that's yeah, exciting you, you mean that last play yeah that last wow. play won- I told you guys because- the minute the draft is over the draft doesn't matter yeah so that's congrats true. Dylan uh yeah amazing first year in and- the work league and a victory wow and uh, I think last shout out it's going to go to, uh, for our other league, the No Gut. No Gut Intended, our oh, kind yeah. of heart and soul league, goes out to my dad, Big H49, Howard. Correct, is that the correct number? It's Big H49. Um, Howard <laughs> with the huge victory fantasy, bringing a fantasy championship home, at Howard. least, to the family. Just not me. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, he, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he, he did the, the very tough task of Winning the regular season, having the most points scored, and winning winning the fantasy title. Like he was the best team, clearly the best team the whole way through, start to finish. So dominated. Uh, yeah, I think I also lost by the twenty points that are fell off the end of his name. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, brutal, brutal. So now I got to dish out all this money since I'm the commissioner of three <laughs> leagues. <laughs> are you also the commissioner in the auction league? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but well, I couldn't remember. I didn't know who had the uh, who was the commission. Yeah. I didn't know who the Michael the Chiklis. Commish. I didn't know who the Michael Chiklis was of that league. You know Mike, who the Michael, Michael Chick Moore is. Michael Chiklis is the commission. For, yeah, for those who didn't get that know. pop culture reference, you know, I got it. We use it so much that that was one of the first cliches we started to use. Was the chicklist moose? You drinking? Uh, I guess we'll find out later. But you drinking the classic? Drinking a classic, ice cold. Ah, yeah, ice cold, Heine. Heine. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys. So, um, I guess time to move on to some fantasy awards. You guys All ready? Right, for this? Let's I'm do ready. It. So, end of season three B, twenty twenty one. Is this twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? It's the twenty twenty one season. 
I'd say 2021 season for oh for fantasy for sure because yeah. it's done. Um, although it did technically it is it stretch into 2022, but 2021 3B end of season fantasy awards. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, uh, there's a lot of options on these. So first of all, let's start off with the big one. Not like the awards shows where they save it for the end. The big one, your fantasy MVP. Not necessarily for your team. In general, who's the fantasy MVP this year? Overall best player. Doesn't necessarily have to be the top score. Just who you thought was most valuable this year? Hmm. Um. I think I, gotta I give think it to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You go. Uh, I think it's going to be unanimous, but I think Jonathan Taylor. Um. Or maybe it's not unanimous. I'm going to give the MVP to Jonathan Taylor. This guy is looking like Derrick Henry, uh, or the Derrick Henry of the future. Um. This guy put up some big numbers this year, and it looks like he's going to be a four, 18 tutties, <laughs> 1,734 yards, and two receiving tutties, 342 he, he receiving yards. He basically never gets under 100 yards rushing. Like, he, he hit very few bus games, tons of boom games. And I feel for us, we we talked a lot about him in the offseason because, you know, Indianapolis was exciting, you know, getting Wentz. Um, and then, you know, Jonathan Taylor, we were high on him in his rookie season. And you know what? He lived up to what we expected of him. So, Darn yes, it, if you drafted him early, very successful. I that was he'd mine. Prob- he'd probably be my first choice. Moose, did you have a different one? Yeah, I was going to say Cooper Cup. Yes, he Ooh. is definitely second on the list, uh, especially for where he was drafted. To draft the best player in fantasy for PPR formats, the best player in fantasy in like the fourth round. That is a steal and a half. And uh, he's he, Cooper Cup's been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. I got him Looking on the JTT. Anthony, you're all about two, you're all about single digit weeks. JTT had two early on mm. and then never again. And he had some huge weeks, including 51 against Buffalo in week 11. Holy smokes. Yeah, that probably caught some eyes. Um, yeah, but he's definitely up there. Anyone else on the list? Well, I mean, uh, one that I wanted to throw out there that is kind of like every year he's the guy. Devontae Adams seems to never disappoint. He does never receive- disappoint. Yeah. Uh, like, except when he had that injury issue for a couple years. But um, other than that, when he's healthy, it's just Aaron Rodgers is like loves him. Aaron Rodgers is all about who you have chemistry with, and he never lets it down. You know who else I'm going to say? And I know you guys are going to give me a hard time about this because I said the opposite at the start of the season. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Absolutely destroyed it for fantasy. I mean, can you put him ahead of Josh Allen, though? Yes, I think so, in terms of fantasy okay. points. Uh, well, I yeah, don't know. Absolutely. I don't know, to be honest. Well, Josh Allen's the number one QB um, in the league. But I, I think for Tom Brady, I mean, he was one of those guys. He was going as, what, the 10th QB off the board? Somewhere yeah. in that range. Because we were like, up, oh, he had a, such a great season the year before. He's not going to do it again. Can't do it again at third, 44 years old. Third on the I, year. I you know, I think I'm. <laughs> he's going to be good for a couple more years, I think. Like, holy the, smokes. The thing is, though, is I'm sure he will be, but there's no way I could confidently draft him. And like, I know the like next year, if I draft him, that'll be the year he fades. Yes, exactly. So every year you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah Including like this him. year, every year you'll be okay being wrong on him. Be like, wow, exactly. Tom Brady again. Sheesh. Especially with how many quarterbacks there are out there. You're like, eh. When Moose is on the Tom Brady side, I'm not going to draft him. That's what's yes. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But I think we have to agree. I got to agree with Jonathan Taylor and then and Cooper Cup. But JTT, JTT is number one. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think uh, well, let's throw a rookie in there. I think Jamar Chase as well. 
Well, I, think, I mean, he his name might come up later, Moose. Yeah, it might so come up awards. right now. Well, let's let's calm down. I'm pretty. I thought I was pretty calm. <laughs> Top ten moments to calm down. The one that just passed. <laughs> I thought I was pretty calm there. <laughs> I wasn't like Moose. His name might come up later on. All right. So the next award is the Breakout Player of the Year. Fantasy Breakout Player of the Year does not necessarily have to be a rookie, although obviously rookies are in the mix. But fantasy breakout player of the year. Moose, so would you like to you, go first? Yeah, yeah, before you say Jamar Chase, um, despite this week, Dawson Knox. That's a great option. That's a great pick. Would you put him ahead of Dalton Schultz as a breakout player? Well, Dalton Schultz, broke, I would say, broke out last season. Yeah, you're right. With Blake Jarman went down and he, he started to pick it up. You're right. Yeah. But in terms um, of like, because, you know, tight ends are a little bit like, you know, we expected Jamar Chase to break out or have a good season, but I, for me, like, I like to think of a breakout as unexpected, and I think Dawson Knox kind of fits that that mold. That's a good pick. I like that. Anthony? Yeah, it's a very good pick. Um, this was a tough one because some players could be listed as breakout. They could be listed as, uh, you know, in some of our other categories for awards coming up, like the next mm-hmm. one, Sleeper of the Year. Um. I mean, I, I'm going to put Debo in this one for mm. me. I talked a lot about Debo. Um, he's had a lot of injuries. Um, and I think he's a breakout player because he w- went super late and like nobody expected him, I think, to do this well. I think if people were high on him, they didn't expect him to be this high. I said preseason that this guy is as good as DK Metcalf has been in prior years and AJ Brown because you guys were on the DK Metcalf and AJ Brown train I was always a Debo guy and I was not on the AJ Brown train no you were not (laughs) (laughs) that's a Dave situation but um yeah I think he's breakout player of the year um I think he deserves it with all his injuries and then having a healthy year you know I think he still missed uh a couple games but uh (laughs) 320 rush yards, seven rushing touchdowns, 1,310 receiving yards, and six tutties. So, I mean, he's a dynamic player. This goes to show that uh, they can use him anywhere, and as long as he's healthy, he will be a viable option wherever. Maybe he might even get the RB, like wide receiver slash RB. uh, Status? Status, like Cordell Patterson next year. That would be tasty that but, would uh, be tasty so he's my guy um i like those and you're right Anthony. there's a couple categories that blend in together but so dawson knox debo samuel fantastic choices so if you guys are on those guys i think i gotta go jamar chase who's sitting he's, he's gonna finish a year and a half ppr is the fourth best receiver on the year for his rookie year he got 124 targets guys he was the, like the most targeted receiver on the Bengals, which is surprising with tegans and tyler boyd there caught 79 balls uh, 1,400 yards, 13 tutties. The guy's an absolute beast, and he capped it off. Talk about recency bias and always liking what's happening you know, right now and in the moment. Capped it off with a monster game of 51 points this past week. So um, he's an absolute beast. I think Jamar Chase is on there. And I go honorable mention to, uh, to our boy, Moo, who Moose called way back when as a sleeper, and I refused. I said, we can't talk about this guy on the podcast. He's not a real sleeper. And that's Justin Herbert and oh, yeah. he has emerged I think as a uh, he's gonna be one of those guys who's a perennial in the top five category for fantasy and for real football he sits at number two right now it's his number two QB on the year so I would yeah 
was close. It was close with him. Although I think we, we were on Kyler Murray train, but all right. Those are some great candidates. Okay. Next category. Let's move into, you know what? Let's get really fun. Let's, let's skip sleeper since that was similar oh. to breakout. Let's yeah. move right to, um, let's, let's go right down the list to these ones, the draft fallers and risers. So who do you think has fallen significantly? So it could be the most positions for you or just someone who is high who has fallen the most in terms of your draft rankings? Are, are we going to go by position? You want to go all positions? I just think oh, no, just one person overall. Oh, no, let's go by position. Every position? Okay. There's not that let's many positions. <laughs> okay. So draft faller QB. Lamar Jackson. Ugh. Wow. You stole mine because that's who I said <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm 100% in agreement with Moose on that one. And huh. I will also say this, Dak Prescott probably also falls as well. I'm a little less like so on that five one. Guy. I would say less, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think less, that's more of a Dallas issue. A doesn't matter. Do put, it's still a faller. You, do you put Russell Wilson in there? Is a draft faller? Yeah, but I well, didn't have Russell Wilson that one. high it's anyways. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I put, you know what? I might go Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he might fall quite a bit for me. It was like, very clear that without Derrick Henry, he just becomes Miami Dolphins Dan Hill again. But even without A.J. Brown. But the, here's the thing. Like, I mean, okay, I get it. I get why you put him in there. But he wasn't high up on the list in the first place. Yeah, like, that's the thing. He was like he, maybe He was 12th. a l- lower pick that we suggested to people. Yeah. And his performance was probably based on his two best players not being available and Julio Jones being the bust that we said he was going to be this year. You're so. right. You're right. You're right. It's not a Tannehill issue. Okay. Let's move to, we're just staying with draft followers, or do you want to go QB? Let's stay with the position. Let's go QB draft riser. Riser. Who has risen, who has risen the draft rankings the most for you? Hmm. I, I, Anthony, I, I don't think you and I can walk out of this without saying Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could only get better from here. <laughs> And Jalen Hurts squeaked his way into uh, well, not squeaked, but he is eighth on the year. He um, dropped. He dropped. He was on top for a while, but um, he dropped for a bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Another he, name that I was going to throw out there was, but I'll let you go. You might say the one that I'm thinking of. Well, my pick's Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, if cool. you look at the, the he's he's fifth right now because on the back of his last two weeks of thirty plus points. But if you look at the way he's playing in real football, it, this guy is going to be, again, a perennial fantasy beast. He's got tons of weapons on his team. He's fearless. He throws the ball amazing. He's he's pro football rated top three QB in the league. And I, I think he's an absolute beast. So he was maybe outside most people's top 12 this year. He's going to be always going to be a top however, five guy next year. However, yeah. it wouldn't be a fantasy football podcast if I didn't mention He's a little bit injury prone. Yeah. The guy gets injured. I was going to say that, but I'm also going to switch and agree with Dave on this one, even though I should probably say Jalen Hurts. But the thing is, we mentioned Lamar Jackson um, for the who we expect to drop. Jalen Hurts is a Lamar Jackson type. Uh, Mm. He doesn't have that many passing yards. He rushes a lot. So, And when I've watched the games because – uh, my girlfriend, she's a big Philly fan, so I watch Philly games, and he doesn't pass the eye test when he, he throws the he ball. He needs he's, to improve right. his throwing 
and decision making. Like he, he so, completes just over fifty percent of his passes right now. So if next year I'm looking uh, in the same in whatever round to draft the QB, and I'm looking at Burrow and Jalen Hurts, I'm going to go Burrow. Oh yeah, Big Ten. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's that's a pretty big riser right there. Okay, let's go to the next position: running back Faller. Who has fallen down the running back rankings for you the most significantly? <laughs> Saquon most... Barkley. Saquon Barkley? Really? Well, yeah. Well, there's another obvious choice in there. So for me, it's I've because I've been burned perhaps more by Christian McCaffrey than Saquon Barkley, I'm gonna go CMC. Wow. So he is the and that's not like in terms of the most positions, like he's falling the furthest down. But if he was my always my unanimous number one pick, like he's the number one guy off the board as he was for most people. And I, I don't want to take him in the first round. Yeah. I don't want to take him in the first round next year. Yeah. So that's, no, I agree with that. that's significant for me. Whereas, you know, Saquon Barkley was already this year. We had question marks about him. Like, I don't know. But people were still confident drafting CMC, the first overall or top four. And it just, I, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. So he'll be a second round guy for me. I have another interesting big faller, in my opinion, because we spoke about it at length early on uh, preseason. Antonio Gibson. Oh. Um, I'm still going to give him a chance. He is injury prone. I think that's his issue. For me, I, I, yeah, I'd put for me, Zeke ahead of Antonio. Gibson. I, I was I was going to say Zeke as well. I was yeah. waiting to talk Antonio Gibson, and then I was also going to say and Zeke. Well, Zeke looks, here's the he's thing I'm going to say. About, down, like he is slowing down, but Tony his Pollard slow, is better. But he, Tony Pollard passes the eye test, and he look he. You're all about eye tests like, today. What are you? Uh, no, it's always eye tests. Like that's yeah. why you got to watch games. That's why we're the experts, right? We have. Did you watch? Did you all become the games? an optometrist between last podcast and this one? Sure. A- Anthony's yes. passing my eye test. Doctor Anthony. Anthony always passes my eye so, test. Both eyes, left and right. But the thing is, what I said about this year about Ezekiel Elliott, I said. Like you're probably going to be disappointed with some of his performances, but he will finish in the top 12. And sure enough, he's in the sixth spot right now. So I think he's still not dropping enough for me. How I think is he go- even in the sixth spot? That's wild to me. He has had some 915 games. yards, he's, 10 he's, tutties. He gets touchdowns. That's what I was going to say. He's slowly becoming a goal line back. Yeah. So, and he didn't he fumble that much this year. Weeks, he fumbled a lot last two year. two through six were great. And then post bye week. Oof, well, then he injured desire, his knee. But... He injured his but, knee, and he had to have the brace on. And I know. And he, what I'll but, say, but, is but he has played every game, and that's if you if a running back. If you play every game, you're almost guaranteed top twenty-four. I kind of have two that's matching here, but I think one makes more sense. I think Josh Jacobs is going to fall a little bit lower. We we said that he was good. Th- that keep falling. Yeah, he, uh, seven hundred forty yards, uh, eight tutties. Like he does the like the bare but minimum. I even, and, but I don't even think that's his fault. No, but I, it doesn't look like a lot's going to change right now. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to be happy with the coaching staff because, you know, they've won some big games. It looks like they're they're competing for uh, a playoff spot. And I just don't win in there. Next week, Chargers versus Raiders. Whoever wins is in. Yeah, they could so, both get in, but whoever wins is in for sure. Yeah. So I just don't think he, he will carry enough of the load to be worth that early second round pick. Um, that you'll drop on no. him. Another no. honorable mention, I would but he say, was like, is he was drafted like fourth round this year. I think Clyde, he'll be pretty similar next year. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is another. Oh one. yeah, honorable. Oh, mention. that's actually that's a name. That's a huge drop in my opinion. Actually, yeah, that's a uh, big because because every running back on the Chiefs almost has outplayed him. Right, 
and maybe put Damien Harris in a spot. We'll get to that later. Though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go biggest um, at the running back position. Biggest draft riser. Who's coming up the ranks for you in the the running back position based off of last year? I have one off. You know, instantly off yeah, the top of my I head. Think- I think most of us um, will agree on the first one. You think we'll all agree? Uh, oh, if you're going to say the we'll one, I think you are. Mm. Well, what's the first one? Oh, now okay. I know who you're thinking of, Anthony. Can I say who I think you're thinking of? Sure. You're thinking of Javante Williams. No. No, you weren't. Okay. No. Can I say who I'm thinking of now? Yes. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> no. Not no, Elijah no. Mitchell? God, come on! Because they're gonna have like seven running backs next year, and then it's gonna be alternate. Okay, yeah, the healthy hey, running back hey, is hey, gonna be awesome. Raheem Mostert hasn't retired yet. That's true. Okay, so who's your guy? So biggest riser for me, I, I know the popular one might be saying Damian Harris, but I have him for another award later. Um, an interesting one for me uh, that I was a little down on, but I've always been a fan of his is Leonard Fournette. They he, Lenny biggest riser Lenny. for you. He's going to be twenty eight next season. You're still gonna you're still gonna it draft him high next year. He's gonna run hard. They're gonna they're gonna use him like the Bucks are gonna try and use the same format that they always use. I think Leonard Fournette. Now that we've seen that the Bucks are gonna use a bell cow back, not um, necessarily. I mean, he first of all he got injured. Uh, he's it gonna, could be it could be Rojo show gonna, next year. It could be the Rojo show. But we we've, ta- we've talked about play. Uh, we've talked about running backs that. Like there are plenty of running backs that are going to drop. He's obviously one that's going to rise, and we know that they're comfortable using. He's obviously I don't know how much rise. he's going to rise up because this year everybody's like, "Is bit. it Rojo or what's a little bit?" He was going. Well, what, what was he drafted eight, like round, round eight? Yeah. yeah, he's going to be like a sixth round guy next year. Sixth, fifth round. I think. I think it all depends. So if we're assuming you, that's Tom, the guy you thought was our unanimous. If choice? you're assuming that Tom Brady's well, going back, be in it. Yeah. If you're assuming Tom Brady's going back. Okay. Leonard Fournette rises a bit. He is going to be 28. So, you know, he's really on the cusp of, you know, being old. And, 27. He's 26 and right now. They're going to have to make some cuts. They can't pay everybody. Well, you know. Antonio Brown's not going to be there. They weren't paying <laughs> yeah. him that much money. But Evans, but also, Godwin, not Gronk, after he got cut. Tom. Godwin, we don't know if they're going to resign long term. They okay. franchise tagged okay. him. This is an interesting one. I, he's not a. You couldn't make the argument he's a big riser because of where he was drafted. Moose, who's your guy? Um, that's a great question. I, I mean, I don't. I I didn't have one uh, prepped just yet. So I mean, Najee Harris to me is one of those guys who's like he he could be a top five draft pick next but he, year. But he was already so going. He was, high. but he yeah. was already going pretty high. So he's not it's that not much of a riser for me. I mean, you know, like, I mean, Javante so, Williams and Damian Harris would be the other ones that you would want to mention. Maybe even well, DeAndre I think so. I've, I've got some low guys that will rise. We're not talking first and second round here, but I think Tony Pollard and AJ Dillon are probably risers. Big time. I would, I would agree with AJ Dillon. I think AJ Dillon's your boy. And I think he's a great person for this award. The problem is they just signed Aaron Jones to four years. So that's what's yeah, well Aaron Jones is four years didn't really help me in my final. Uh <laughs> AJ Dillon was sitting on my bench and I played Aaron Jones instead. Big yeah. mistake. So they will use AJ Dillon per like for He's the gonna game get more and more usage every year. Of course. Yeah. 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 It it just baffles me a little bit. Those are good picks. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. 
Biggest wide receiver faller in your draft rankings heading into next season. Who's fallen down the list? Mike the Evans come playoffs. You. <laughs> <laughs> Had to shoot out of Mike Evans. Hey, 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 hey. When you're Had right, when you're right, you're right. Sure. And you're sure. you are right. Yeah. So, but is that who's your actual pick, Moose? Probably AJ Brown. Mm. Yeah. I see it. I see it in terms yeah. of top guys falling. Um, yeah, it, I hate to DK say it. Metcalf. I hate to say it. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are on the list. I hate to say it. This, this breaks my heart to say it. Unless they get a new quarterback, Terry McLaurin. Oh, that was my oh, pick. That no. was my pick. That's Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And I really hate to say it because I, uh, he's your big, boy. Big McLaurin uh, fan. And uh, it just, Washington. Yeah, so as of right now, Terry McLaurin's on that on that list, absolutely for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think I gotta throw Amari Cooper in the mix. Yeah. I, I already I wasn't drafting him high, but I know others were, and I don't even think he's gonna be on the Cowboys next year. I think he's just gonna be gone. So I, <laughs> um, I think he's seen his best. You might days need to look at that time. though, because uh, Michael Gallup is constantly injured. Yeah, I've yeah, got, but I mean, I've got one. I've got one. Still, this, but these other guys are good. Cedric Wilson's good. I mean, CD Lamb's awesome. That's true. Malik Turner can play. They got other guys. I've got one, and it's going to sound so weird because everyone's so aware that this person's a faller. Kenny Galladay, no touchdowns this season. No, he almost didn't play the whole season, and he was <laughs> yeah. drafted. He was drafted fairly high, so yeah. good one. Yeah. Okay, so we have AJ Brown. We got DK Metcalf. We got uh, who's the big one? You said Terry McLaurin. I got one for Anthony. This is interesting. Oh, oh. Cortland, Cortland Sutton. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If Aaron Rodgers goes oh. to Denver, I might put him back up there. I've got the biggest one. This one's really going to hit home for Anthony. Allen Robinson. Oh. Depending where hold he on, ends hold up. On. We're encroaching into other categories here. We're I totally forgot about here. that one. Well, Allen oh, Robinson's yes. a yeah, follower. No, he's you know what? Faller. I'm going to change Terry McLaurin because I picked Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin in the same league. Allen Robinson was drafted first, so he's going to my biggest. He's a faller. Actually, he's no. a faller. That's not true. He falls more than Ben Roethlisberger. Because he might be on another <laughs> team next year. And if he's still on the Bears, you got Justin Fields probably starting the whole season with a different coach. So I'm going to stick with Terry McLaurin. If you drafted Allen Robinson early, he a robbed you of a championship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Biggest fantasy wide receiver riser. I'll I mean, just get mine out of the way. Already, we've already mentioned Debo. These, but yeah. I'm going to mention him again. He's going to win this he award did, for me too. I don't. Okay. All right. I still think he was he was already pretty risen, but this year really solidified that rising. He had already risen. I I think he he was still pretty low. He was going eight or lower because of all the injuries. Because he hadn't he hadn't had a season in I think it was in the top thirty. Okay, I've got I've got, got a, I've got an interesting one. If Atlanta keeps the setup they have, Cordero Patterson. Yeah, as a receiver, yeah, Cordero Patterson is certainly on the list. Well, just as I mean, whatever position he plays, because I guess position he's, he plays, he's a wide receiver running back. I guess. Yeah, and I'm 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 fearing that we're encroaching on all these other categories, but I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go with um, who's definitely a big riser because this guy was undrafted to maybe maybe only like a late round pick. And I'm going to go Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, very good. I think he showed that he can play with any quarterback. He can be one of those possession receivers, like a la Cooper Cup. Not as good, obviously, but a la Cooper Cup. And he showed he can score touchdowns. He scored a rushing touchdown this past weekend. 
and he currently sits at 28th overall off of what four weeks that he was actually used so he's a big riser and i i would like to close this category by just saying gabe davis (laughs) my boy he can't rise anymore for you. He was already going number one overall <laughs> off the board for you. So can't rise well, that, that was, much. that was pre Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Okay. Tight ends. Biggest tight end faller for you. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I would that say, I would say it's gotta be Kyle Pitts. Biggest faller. I mean, well, he really? was. Well, he he, he had the drafted year. super like, high. He was drafted yeah, super high. He was drafted high. super high. A lot of hype around him. And yeah, I but think he was, was drafted fifth tight end, and he was fifth. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, disappoint people. Right, I, I mean, I was going off. I was just going. And off there's a lot of potential there. He didn't. Hype. He didn't score a lot of touchdowns. There's tons of potential there, I, guys. I'm going to go out. You're, you're going to think wait, I'm crazy. Let, let, let me finish with the oh, the you go Pitts ahead. thing. You go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I will interrupt this week. He was the third tight end. With over a thousand yards, only three tight ends were over a thousand yards. Yeah, but I, I think where people were drafting him, he's going to fall. That's what we're discussing, right? Yeah, but why would he fall, fall that lower? Much. I don't than think he's going to fall that much if he performed for what he where he was drafted. I mean, so he but was I just, definitely overdrafted. He was reached for sure. And yeah, people a lot aren't going to prioritize him over a wide receiver or a running back. So he's going to drop. No, no, no. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so sure, and that's what I'm saying. If we're if we're just doing it by tight end rankings, I mean. I think he could be just as hyped next year. I think people will be sure. just as hyped on him. Yeah, for sure. But I like, as a rookie, think, got a thousand yards. Exactly what Anthony's saying. But I definitely think All overall he's going to fall in drafts. Guys, here's my biggest follower at the tight end position: is Travis Kelsey. No, he has been dethroned. He, if you consider, he was drafted in the first round. He's the most significant follower because he was a first round draft pick. And are would you draft him in the first round next year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Huge mistake. Huge Why? mistake. Because not worth it. It's not, not worth, worth it. it. He's not worth it where he is. I don't think he's going to be drafted as heavily as he was this year. This was his apex. He hit his apex last year. No. Do, do you he's know what slowly, I think it is? He's, oh, he's going to be good. He's still going to be a top five guy. You're right to a certain wrong. extent. What you'll what you're right on is Thank you. I'll take all the extents I can be right <laughs> Is that there were like three tight ends that potentially could go in the first round. We were saying like Kittle, if he goes back to what he did before and like Waller, all these guys were saying they should be looked at in the first round, end of first round, early second round, but maybe it's just Kelsey now. And like people will throw Mark Andrews into that category. I said Mark Andrews is top four guy. It goes, it was uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews. Andrews was in the top five the past two years. Mark Andrews is still there, but you can't trust like uh, technically his biggest weeks came from tyler huntley um so i mean kelsey's still there kelsey was number two so he's been number one number two number one number two like i mean well he was number kelsey one for six still- years in a row so Until keep year. kelsey in the first round all right well who is it for you then my friend thing is you, you can't like none of the other none of the other tight ends consistently have 20 points um, like 15 to 20 points like it's just Kelsey's he's too valuable at the position. So my guy that I'm going to drop, and this might be a controversial controversial one, is Darren Waller. He's going to drop significantly for me because I don't think he is the third-ranked tight end anymore uh, in my books. So like I mentioned, you got the Travis Kelsey's, you have the George Kittles. George Kittle made a huge comeback at the end, the back half of the season. You got Mark Andrews, and then you got guys like Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, and then even um, Dallas Goddard. I can, I'm even going to throw Zach Ertz out there so, because these are uh, high-powered offenses, and like Goddard is 
going to be the guy for Hertz if they don't Goddard get any more really receivers. Answer, yeah. And Ertz wasn't in Arizona majority of the year. Uh, you got to imagine that some of those receivers are going to be gone. Um, so uh, the, there are other guys that I think can put up Darren Waller numbers. Like Darren Waller hasn't done it perennially. Like he's done it, what? The, the problem, okay, year and a the half? Problem on, the no, Raiders. Two, yeah, but okay, go ahead, Moose. I was going to say the, the problem with the Raiders is that they make it very clear that Darren Raiders. Waller's their priority. Like, like mm-hmm. when Darren Wall's on the field, defense is no. And Derek Carr is the worst. It's just, he's just peppering Darren yeah. Wall. So it's like, oh, okay. He's the best. Let's, at just all. Cut, let's just cover Darren Waller. You know, it's not exactly, it's but not that, creative at I all. I know he encountered a bit of issues with that, Moose, but really it was injuries that, that hampered him this year, right? Well, like, he had one big knee injury at the end. Yeah. And then he missed from week 13 on. He's been out, right? So, yeah. you know, I don't know. If you look at his history, I mean, he's... He's been in the league for a while. He's he's 29 years old, and he had two really good years, right, where he was a top three tight end. So, But I can see the case, Anthony. You can make more a case for him than you could for Kelsey, technically. I'm only putting Kelsey on the list because of how high he was, but I get it. I see it. Okay, tight end risers. This is fun. This is fun. Who's the tight end who's rising up your ranks the most? Anthony, you want to start? For me, it's Dawson Knox. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say Dalton Schultz just to be different. Yeah. It was Sweet. between and the two for me. Yeah. Those are the top two for sure. And just to be different, I'll throw in Patty Fryermuth, who is mm. way down the list from tight ends. And to me, he will be drafted in every redraft next year because he's, regardless sure. of who the QB is, because he's the way he's come on late season, he's a tidy machine. He's, he's very reliable. He's going to be good. And uh, we didn't make a beer bet about it. Uh, for him but um he did do a lot better than i thought he would he finished uh he's 14th on the year right now um i mean he's still outside that top 12 but so not, uh, not, as, he didn't... not as good as hayden hurst last year no but i would <laughs> but, uh, i would uh, i would take uh, in my opinion actually <clears throat> it's a uh, you brought it up before you touched on it there anthony i think zach Ertz could have a, a resurgence yeah um especially if deandre hopkins is on the field yeah, he mm. still looks pretty good. He still looks pretty He's only 31. Still young. Still young for a tight end. Yep. All right. We're not doing kickers in defense, I don't think. Do you want to do kickers, Moose? Um, I feel like you kind of want to do kickers. Well, risers, Daniel Carlson. <sighs> Huge riser. Yeah. Yeah. Fallers. Uh, um, hold on. Another big riser is Evan McPherson. Can't just brush yes. off oh, Evan McPherson. Yeah, big time. He is a 50-yard field goal machine. Yeah. And my boy, Brandon McManus, kicked a 61-yard field goal. Oh beast. yeah, this still week. a beast. Still a beast. N- Nick Folk is uh, an interesting one. <laughs> this guy, uh, New England Patriots and kickers, man. I'm telling you, like uh, last because year they had a down year, but this year, my it's, goodness, it's, it's red zone inefficiency. It's like good offenses who can't get it in the end zone, and that was a lot of New England, right? So, um, but in terms of fallers, thirty seven. I don't know. Is My Butker goodness. a follower for you, Moose, or he'll be right back up there on the list? No, no. He's he's always up there. I mean, he gets you a good amount of points. He's fourth overall right now. I mean, I Young Way Koo is going to drop. I mean, Young oh, Way yeah, Koo still would... in real life. Young Way Koo is like an amazing kicker. But Atlanta is just so bad that they just don't give him enough yeah, opportunity. I was going right? to say Young Way is a follower for sure. He's a follower. For, he, was, he was the first kicker off he's the board. He's going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Young Way, wrong way. And I'll say my guy's Matt Gay. As a follower? The biggest faller? 
Oh no, as a riser. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. We were just throwing both both of them out there. No, Matt Gay yeah. is my biggest riser. I would say Greg Zerline would be my faller because faller. a lot of people... he's been terrible. He might not. Yeah. He might not play next year. Big yeah. big time. Yeah, big time back injuries. Big time. All right, let's bring it. Sorry for whistling. I know that was a bad idea. Let's bring it all the way back to Sleeper Award, the Sleeper of the Year for fantasy football, gentlemen. Anthony, can I take this just... one? Can I take this one? Can I take? Let me let me take this one. Let me get it out of the way first. It definitely okay. wasn't Brian Edwards. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, sleeper of the Year. I'm gonna put my boy Damien Harris and Moose. Like how you said, I like I always or was it Dave? I look at certain things like the eye test and some other things and the single digit weeks and all that. Moose always looks playoffs. How do you perform in the playoffs? That's Damien that's a, Harris. That's not a fair statement. You you don't talk about playoff performances, Mike Evans. Yeah, but you talk I talk about playoffs I, a lot, Moose. My big thing, yeah, but my big thing about Damien Harris was that week to week you don't know who it's gonna be. Well. And I mean, when for the healthy. first half of the season, he was a tire fire. Uh, tire fire, I don't think That's so. not tire fire. He only, um, he only really started picking up in week six. And then but, even at that, he had yeah. some down But weeks. my argument was always the talent is there. Belichick, you know, Belichick is a harsh coach, um, you know, with injuries. Then, you know, somebody takes the reins and then he'll roll with that guy until he doesn't, you know, make some positive yardage in a the game. Then he'll go to the next guy. But Damien Harris... 13th on the year for running backs right now. Um, and playoff, he'll finish the season as that. Playoff performance, 28.3, 16.7. Oh, oh There's so usually good. three weeks to the playoffs. What no, but he, uh, he didn't play the – okay. he was well, out the first week. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Still better than Mike but Evans, that, though. that is good. <laughs> Moose, you did call a big-time sleeper. I did? Who You did call a big-time sleeper. I'll let you think about it. I'll let you ponder it and, and – uh, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be ones. We don't have to award it to ones that we necessarily called, but Anthony, you could also put T Higgins on that list. Michael Pittman on that list for ones that we called that, that you brought up. I'm pretty sure my pick would have been Debo Samuel, but you brought him up earlier as the breakout player of the year. To me, he's also a sleeper for where yeah, he was sure. being drafted. Um, we also mentioned Leonard Fournette. I think he's got to be on the sleeper list for where he was drafted. Um, I think, you I think give we just got to call out. it the sleepers that we gave. Yeah. Who did I, who did I pick? Sure. Uh, James Conner. Oh, yeah. James Conner, big time sleeper. He's drafted super late, ended up with a, a fantastic year. I think he helped a lot of people make the fantasy playoffs. Sure, he didn't play in the last couple of weeks because of a heel injury, but Ooh, he, he, he helped a lot of teams this year for where <laughs> yeah, he drafted him. He was really good. If you look at him in flex uh, rankings, so that is the tight end, wide receiver, running backs, he was 15th. That is super high. For James Conner? Yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, and then I think the only other honorable mentions I want to throw out is Marquise Brown, the sleeper who was had a very good first half of the year, and Elijah Mitchell again. Throw him out there. Who was he's more of a waiver wire gem. We should have had a waiver wire award. I didn't even think of that. No, I think a sleep on a sleeper that we didn't mention, Hunter Renfro. Uh, there's another category for these guys. Okay, another okay, category. okay. Um, let's go to the bust award. Biggest bust. Uh, the year award and you could throw in any reasons for your busts but biggest bust award fantasy bust of the year i mean I, how much time you got <laughs> we've already mentioned a few i think already on the podcast i would say it's Today. Alan robinson 
we 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 yeah, said Alan on the Robinson's, podcast that uh, he was elite, not just from personal reasons, but he's an elite player that we gave him that crown and then people were drafting him early and then sure enough failed. He's definitely on the list. Now I'm going to throw out a name. And again, we don't factor in, you know, we're disregarding feelings and personal things and whatever happening. We're just talking strictly from fantasy terms. We don't hold it against the person personally, but Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley has got to be on that list. He basically didn't play for the year. And it wasn't really injured. So that's if you drafted him early, that's got to be a frustration for fantasy owners. So I think Calvin Ridley's got to be on the list for bust of the year. I've got one. Unfortunately. Go ahead, Moose. DK Metcalf. Yeah. He's up there. He's yeah. up there. People who uh, thought he was going to be the number one fantasy wide receiver and ended up, what was he, outside the top 20? I thought he was, he was my number one for the year. Yeah. It was uh, it was a rough go, and of course CMC Saquon also on the list. Moose, do you want to mention Miles Gaskin oh. as a bust? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Mike Davis as a bust. Oh, he was Mike Davis pretty was hyped, and yeah. he was terrible. So he he's got to be up there. On well, the list. I, Kenny like, Gall- I, I think Kenny Galladay is the biggest bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess on this podcast we kind of all thought. Mm, well, Bears, everybody so. thought Kenny Galladay was gonna. Well, I mean, we knew it was a on downgrade. this podcast we were all like, eh, not doing it. Yeah, well, I, we I, knew I, it was a downgrade to go to the Giants, but he still he was still a talented receiver, and mm-hmm. like he he really busted. I know we tried to make a name for ourselves in this industry, and you know, like I, uh, we don't always make the best calls. But I I just want to. I'm not gonna say any names because I didn't say the names the first time I brought it up. There are some people that get paid very well in this industry of fantasy football. And one of them had said, if he somehow hears our podcast, he had said that Miles Gaskin will be the hands down number one. <laughs> and and then and then he was asked again, like, oh, number one or like top 10. And then he's like, no, no, number one. And that was very bad. And I would like to think that we didn't make any That's bad calls bad like that. Bad call. We didn't make That's terrible, a... terrible calls like that. Or so what? I, what? So one, I went against my. Coach. Can we just name names at this point? I don't remember about, right now. We're talking I, about I, Kyle, not... Kyle Yates, fantasy pros. <laughs> Kyle yes. Yates, fantasy pros. Yeah. So I went. Called I went Miles against... Gaskin, the effing number one running back. Yeah. Sorry, so, Kyle. I went sorry. against my code and I drafted Miles Gaskin. I never draft Miami players, and I drafted one, and I sorely regretted it. So always stick to your code. <laughs> so it's but, your fault. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah. So yeah. So but, technically, but this could have been Kyle Yates could have been right, but Moose drafted him. That's it. And he went against his code. So, so that here's threw the off thing, the mojo. Here's threw the off the balance I, of the universe. Here's the thing I learned about Miami and what we've sort of seen from Jordan Howard now that he's back in Philadelphia. Like obviously, Jordan Howard had a couple of games where he looked he looked pretty I'm sorry, good. Who? Jordan Howard. <laughs> Howard. Howard. Yeah, where he, he looked he looked okay in Philly. But then I learned that when he was in Miami, they were just like, nah, we don't, we don't want to run with you. Like, despite however well he was doing in practice or whatever, they're just like, nah, we just don't want to play you. And I'm wondering if it's the same kind of thing with Miles Gaskin, because at the tail end of last season, Miles Gaskin, he looked all right. He looked pretty good. And there were times in this year where they featured him and he was, he was doing well, but they just seemed like they're like, nah. We don't well, want to run you. To be fair, their O-line is not nearly what Philadelphia's O-line is. Philadelphia could be the best running 
uh, I mean, the best rush offense in the league, right? So their O line is one of the best they running O lines in the league. But, and but Miles Gaskin shined the most off of screen passes and dump offs. Yeah, the but old dump off, the old Miami like, uh, dump off. They're just like, nah, we 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 just we're just gonna we don't want to we don't want to run the ball. Anyways, don't don't never throw the mojo off. So so, so Miles Gaskin could be good. It's technically, I was right. So basically, next season. <laughs> When this happens again, and it's like, oh, Philip Lindsay, he's the guy in Miami. Just run, run in the opposite direction. And you don't, have, you don't have to worry about Miami catching and you. And if you do run, run, if you do run in the opposite direction, you'll run more than Philip Lindsay. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> exactly. I did say that they would be a running back uh, style team like the San Francisco 49ers. but worse, but somehow worse. But somehow, yo, worse. you said that two years ago, and we we're talking about no, when I you, said it when again you proclaimed this year. when you proclaimed proclaimed Proclaimed. Patrick Patrick Laird as the best running back on that team I did not declare that you definitely said it don't don't make us sir don't make us get the sound bites all right last category gentlemen is going to be this is the favorite one because you can you can do whatever you want with this category it is unsung hero of the year or just unsung hero who is the unsung hero award for you in fantasy what what does that mean just like who really helped it means the underrated someone who contributed to fantasy wins to fantasy championships to your to your team personally who contributed but doesn't get the credit for it doesn't get the credit they deserve. i got one right off the bat super easy one especially for ceh owners darrell williams great one that's a great hero that's a great pick as an unsung hero i like that this one um dave you might like a little bit too because this one goes Uh, out to your dad uh howard howard so big h we made fun of him when, you know, it was his first year in the two-player keeper league. He didn't win, unfortunately. He won in another league, but um, one of his keepers was Joe Mixon. And I, Joe Mixon was a guy that we were down on. A lot of people were down on this year. Joe Mixon looked a lot better than Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, CEH, um, like compared to a lot of them. He didn't really help you in the playoffs, but um in the playoffs, but uh no, he was playoffs. great regular season. He got you to the playoffs for sure. And Joe, Joe Mixon's a good one. Here's yeah. mine, my biggest unsung hero. And it 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 works for real football. It works for fantasy. It works for fantasy playoffs. It works all around. And he's already been mentioned tonight on the podcast, this episode, and that's Hunter Renfro. Mm. Hunter Renfro, who is the oft overlooked at the draft this year for fantasy football throughout the season on the waiver wire and even in Dave's start sit decisions overlooked at the end of the year is Hunter Renfro and he just does nothing but produce just catches balls and scores tutties this year and he is and just takes no credit takes no credit 99 receptions you know who I think actually is the king of this category Cordero Patterson Oh, yeah. I don't know how unsung. I mean, he's a sleeper, but he was pretty sung. Like everyone was singing his praises early on. Uh, I don't know no, if he was even nobody, asleep. He was getting no, a lot no, of no, early on. Nobody sang his praises. I can almost, no. I can almost guarantee that he went undrafted. I, yeah. I can guarantee you. Oh, nobody... definitely in the draft. But but after about week three, people were like, Cordero Patterson is the wave wire pickup of the year. Yeah, so he's like, an he unsung was, hero. So he's an unsung hero. No, nobody, he, he nobody did was... get the credit at one point. Hunter Renfro did not get the credit throughout the year. Like he's still not he, getting the credit. He, he was drafted. Hunter Renfro uh, got okay. some credit. Sure, Cordell Patterson was not drafted, so no credit was given. Hunter Renfro definitely gets a lot so of credit. So you're you're really assigning the credit to draft day. 
I'm just talking about the about well, praise given or who's right. talked about a lot or who's Even, ranting and raving. They talk about Renfro a lot. They always talk about third down Renfro. All right, all right. In it's the broadcast, just, sure. Actually, In the broadcast, sure. But for fantasy, I feel like he fly he flew under the radar more. But uh, but you know, I get. Uh, what you're I think Cordero flew way further under the radar than than yeah. early uh, on, but agreed. like not after like week three. But anyways, um, here's another one for you guys. Brandon Cooks. Mm. Brandon Cooks, unsung hero. Big time unsung hero. How about this one? How about this one? For playoffs. Sorry, Moose, if this stinks. Rashad Penny. That's an unsung hero. Who? Uh, but is he a hero? He's not up. a hero. Well, he'll, he'll be on one of your fantasy championship. But if you won your fantasy championship, he's, uh, he's but this a hero. is for the whole he's a, season. He's a dang hero. There's no uh yeah. I say Okay, so what Braxton Berrios is also an unsung hero. So is Zay Jones for a one week performance. Well, I don't know how many people started Zay just happened to be against Braxton Barrios, but a lot of people started Rashad Penny throughout the whole playoffs. Um, and it might have been. Well, yeah, he was, the, he was the starting running back. I mean, yeah. So on Unsung Hero Award. On a, on a run heavy team. Someone that was uh, on the waiver wire or on people, someone's bench, and you, you, you no, put I don't him think in the lineup. He, I don't think he falls into the hero. He's a hero category for all the injured players, but I don't think he's a, he's an unsung right. hero. I'm not sure you really understand the category, but that's okay. All right. Any well, okay. Yeah, but yeah, but his his season long is a disaster. He's he had two good yeah. weeks. I, how is he an unsung hero for fantasy? He had two good weeks because he could be the reason you won fantasy football. But he wasn't year. the reason that you got there. He wasn't the reason you got to playoffs. Uh, okay. Your point. My point mm-hmm. is, you, you could be just... a hero if you step in at that most perilous, most important, most courageous and brave moment and carry your team to the championship but you didn't well, know you no. thought he was going to think... be your unsung hero during the draft he certainly failed you in the season so yeah. he didn't even make it to the playoffs okay you're really hung up on the draft here guys the unsung hero no, doesn't uh, have to come me, from the draft for me it's, it's got to be they got to at least be playing for the whole the season yeah i think the breakout player the sleeper of the year those those are those are people who play the whole year drafted the unsung hero doesn't have to my heroes so why don't why don't we just call them why don't we just call them the playoff heroes then okay all right, guys. Do you have another one? Yeah, Rashad Penny's not a hero. Okay. <laughs> I think Anthony's just upset because he dropped him at one point in that Dynasty League. Well, I mean, it's Dynasty. And, and he should have. Yeah. Rashad yeah. Penny's going to get – he's probably won't even be on Seattle next year, and he's going to go the way of Eddie Lacy, I and no one will ever hear of him don't again. don't know about that. We didn't mention him as a draft riser. I I think he's going to replace oh. Chris Carson as their starter. Oh, this is a Mike Williams oh, situation no, 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 all no, over no. again. Dude, they're not paying a guy to sit on IR for another three years. Did you just... Listen, I know he gets injured. He but... ran 20 yards and he almost needed oxygen. Like, it, w- it was bad. He's not going to be in Seattle. Okay. okay. He looks just as, like, surprised that he's playing as we do. <laughs> like a look of shock in his face. Like, it's like, I can't believe he ran 20 yards. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to get into uh, some won and lost beer bets? Oh gosh, yep. Let's tally them. I don't even. I don't even remember them all. I hope you guys wrote so them down. I wrote. I wrote them down from that episode. So the first one that I have written down is Anthony versus Moose, Henry Ruggs, Roman numeral three against Brian Edwards, uh, who will have well, a higher fantasy year. I think um, it's Brian Edwards. <laughs> yeah, by default. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll just smooth right. We'll just, just truck truck right on past that one. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over that Fitzmagic Heineke one because that one was null and void. Mm-mm. 
Yes, no, no. We, someone we, always we drinks about, a beer. No, someone always drinks no, a beer. No, not this one. We talked about it last Why? week. Why? Why? Because the agreement was it only the bet only stood if it wasn't because of an injury. Yes, we had made that parameter. Someone okay. always has to lose, guys. I don't. I don't understand this. <laughs> okay, so how, because... how do we determine the loser, Dave? Okay, so what was the original bet? The original bet uh, was that if Heineke became the starter, not because of injury. No, Heineke has to start at least one game over Fitz, but not null and void if due to injury. Okay. Was Fitz not healthy at all this last bit of the year? And they no. chose Heineke no. instead? No, he was no. out for the season. Mm. So I think you both drank then. I mean, <laughs> that's the general fallback is you both drank. Right? Where, where were you on that episode where you said, no, somebody has to drink just because... I. I'm the bet, I the definitely bet was will go void, back and listen to it. But the bet was void if Fitzpatrick got injured. Okay. The, the, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So moving yeah. on to the next one. Jets yeah. versus Houston. Moose versus Dave. Who will finish lowest? We still have one more week to yeah. determine that one. So, But right now, as it stands right now, um, my guess. No, no. Moose drinks because Houston uh, lost to the Jets in their one-on-one matchup. So clearly there were. We didn't. Uh, we didn't. Whoever has. We, we didn't determine a tiebreaker. So if it's what? a tie, it's a tie. This this was the original one. Both of you drink if they have yeah. the same record. It oh, wasn't... so this one we both drink because we didn't determine a tiebreaker. But you we, didn't put we a put in a clause. We put in a clause. You didn't put in a clause. Sure. Okay. 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 Next one, uh, Seeger and myself versus versus Dave versus. Singletary. Versus Moss, who scores more fantasy points? All right, that's me. Yeah, uh, and then here I'm gonna drink a bunch for these, and Moose has to drink on one of them. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a top twelve QB. I mean, there's still one more week. No, I mean, you can no, fantasy's over, man. This is it. Fantasy's oh yeah, over. that's true. So, is that a double for you guys? I think it's a double. It was a bold bet. No, it was not a you bold bet. I have the me. bold bets somewhere else. Yeah, but because we both did it it's a double it's just one each well you yeah one each oh, yeah. i don't if drink. he lost he would drink too oh okay. right hmm. um then the next one was darnold versus hertz who finishes higher yeah how'd that go Not terrible great. absolutely <laughs> terrible so he finished anthony. the season kind of <laughs> so right now we have anthony and dave at two assuming that moose we both drank for the jets and houston Anthony and Dave have two beers each. Moose has three. Assuming that. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Dave gets another one here. Amari Rogers finishes second. <laughs> second best receiver That's a bold in Green bet. Bay. Can we just drum that up, though? How how close was he? Jalen Not Lazard. even close. Not even Alan close. Lazard. How I don't even know Alan if he Lazard caught the ball like ones. 50? I don't even know if he caught the ball ones. Do return yards count? <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, God. that was a wild bet that was that, that was, was too many too many beers that was against moose and i so yeah. that's two no because um, it was a bold bet no that's not a bold bet was that your it was bold bet? definitely a bold bet yes yes it was your bold bet okay okay um my bold bet against moose damon harris will be a top 15 rb finish so on two 13. for that yeah well, where is he right now? 13. 13. He finished oh, here at 13. Goddamn so that's, injuries. That's five. You're up to five beers, Moose. <laughs> and guess who's right behind him? Derrick Henry. <laughs> <He finally laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, what about that Austin Eckler one? 
That was oh, Moose's bold yeah, bet. That was, my that was bet. what I was going to. So uh, Moose, he will be outside one, the top 15. So that's six beers for Moose so far. Um, oh, boy. What is this yeah. bold one? Keenan Allen, number one on the year. That was me. So that's one for Dave. So I'm at yeah. four. I'm at four. That was very bold. Uh, and then I have, uh, oh, another regular beer bet, not a bold one. Cooper versus cd lamb against you and dave so i drink two for that one. Oh, yeah so you got four you got four as well anthony that's it yeah that was it that was on that episode right. and then we did our that uh, was one we'll episode ha- yeah but we also did well, those our, are, those uh, our, our top our finishers our top finishers and our super bowl picks on that episode as well oh, yeah, but this- oh, we, we gotta revisit that do you have that yeah. written down yeah, how many do. more beer bets are there that's it. Well, we did play a beer bets during the year, but that was on the beer bet episode. Yeah. Oh, but that's so what I'm saying. So there's still a whole whack more beer bets. Yeah, that we've already announced winners and losers, and I don't think any of us drank it on <laughs> yeah. the Instagram. There was, yeah, throughout the year. So Moose, you're at six, and Anthony are at uh, four. But again, that's assuming that we both drank Moose for the Houston Jets. So we, we could have one taken off our list. Um, yeah, what about who we picked first overall? For the year, uh, so for <laughs> none wide of us pick res- Cooper Cup. <laughs> no, none of us picked Cooper yeah. Cup. So uh, we had. Do we play DK Metcalf? Right, do we play Prices Right rules? No, for beer drinking. No, it's just nice to see where how how close we were. So Dave, because of his bold bet, said mm-hmm. Keenan Allen would be number one. Stefan Diggs for Moose and DK Metcalf for myself. So Moose was closest. Moose was Stephon Diggs. for sure closest. Stefan Diggs is seventh. Seventh, yes. In half a pair. Keenan Allen, 12th. DK Metcalf, 10th. So you were DK last. 10th. I was last. <laughs> um, Typical. QBs. You want to we guess? Were both, we were both on Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. Kyler Murray and then Mahomes for Moose. And then that. So Mahomes one. is closest, fourth. Mahomes is fourth. Numbers tenth. So I, I don't know why I didn't say Justin Herbert, considering I drafted him everywhere, <laughs> and he finished, finished second. But I drafted Herbert like all over the place. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, for running backs, Dave had CMC. Moose had Kamara. I had Dalvin Cook. Oh my and... god! So it's Dalvin Cook? No, it's Kamara tenth. Oh wow! Right, Dalvin yeah. Cook fifteenth. Yeah, and CMC. Not even in the picture. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 indeed. And Show then, my boy, JTT. Did I just go three for three? Yeah, highest, yeah. Highest ranked. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, none of them are, none of and them I think Moose should, wins this. should be proud of any of them. But <laughs> Moose yeah. wins this one as well. Uh, tight ends, you and I had Waller. Moose had Pitts. Oh, wow. Nice. Again, and nothing think, to be proud of. I think he has this beat on the kickers, too. Did we pick kickers? I, yeah. You had Sanders. He had Carlson. I had Prater. I had Sanders? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm glad yeah. I didn't draft Sanders anywhere. Yeah. He's not even... He's way down there. He's 22nd. Who did you have? Matt Prater? He's pretty good. Yeah. Ninth. Yeah. Dale Carlson, fifth. Yeah. And then we did our rookies. Our rookies, which was a big a big hit last year uh, for Moose. But uh, I think we all failed miserably this year. So <laughs> who did we pick? So I think 
I think Moose might actually win this one too. So for QBs, uh, you and I had Lawrence Dave and Moose had Mac Jones. Mm. Killed it. I do think, Ma- yeah, Mac Jones. definitely. Yeah, Mac Jones is ahead. Um, 20 to for, 188. For wide receivers, uh, Dave, you had Rondell Moore. Uh, Moose had Josh Palmer. I had Jalen Waddle. So you I win. won that win. Jalen Waddle's fifth rookie overall. Yeah. Who did and Moose then, have? Josh Palmer. Moose, Josh Palmer. Ooh. Rondell Moore was not bad. 21st. We didn't do tight ends, but we did running backs. So you both picked Najee. So you both win that one. And yeah. I picked Javonta Williams. Yeah. Najee. Not even close. Not even close. Well, it's good to get on the board. Moose. Nice picks. Nice picks. Although none of us were close on the top. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, I don't think anybody in the industry said Cooper Cup number one wide receiver. No, because it's too bold. But you know what? If, if you really knew, I but, mean, Robert Woods also, getting injured. But also he wasn't on the map. Like Jared Goff was not putting him on the map. Like Matthew Stafford well, is a huge Jared upgrade. Goff put him, well, the year that I won the dynasty, Jared Goff put him on the map. He was third on the year. And then Jared Goff actually played like Jared Goff. And then yeah. Cooper Cup wasn't <laughs> relevant. Yeah. And then Stafford, if we knew that Stafford and Cooper Cup were having lunch together preseason, maybe we would have put him in the <laughs> Also, room. I think the Robert Woods injury probably boosts that up a little bit as yeah, well. That, yeah, Not taken sure. away from Cooper Cup's talent, but I'm sure that helps a bit. Oh, that for sure. Helps. That helps. This, so he, actually, going back to risers, what do you guys think of OBJ? As a if, follower if or riser? If he's oh, on the Rams? Year. If he's on the Rams yeah. next year? No, he won't be a riser that much of a riser for me. Oh, he'll rise for me. I think he rises a little bit for sure. He's for sure. Just not, not that much for you personally because of where you thought, but you, you you were not drafting OBJ last year. No, but I think a lot of people were drafting him in like round six or seven, which I think is where he's going to be drafted next year for most people. Because well, I, I still think Cooper Cup's the man there. I, I still think Robert Woods comes back and. And and is like number two, and then there's Van Jefferson, who's a decent wide receiver. So yeah, and then just to go over our um, our Super Bowl picks, Dave, you had Tampa to repeat against the Bills, mm. still in the running there. Moose has the Bucks against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs winning it. And then mm. I have the Rams against the Chiefs, and I have the Rams winning it. Hmm. Most likely. So who would you say is most likely out of those? I think Chiefs I'm, Rams. I'm not as confident about the Chiefs anymore, to be honest. Who's going to uh, beat them in the AFC, though? I mean, the oh, maybe the Bills. The Patriots can't oh, beat them. No, no, they'll go to the Super Bowl, but I'm yeah, not. Okay. I'm not confident in them. Sure. And and I think the Bucks, just because they have a ton of injuries on defense. Yeah. And I Bucks think with the receivers good. out there, like if Fournette doesn't come back, Godwin's not coming back. And then I don't know how many of the injuries on defense, oh, God. Uh, like they how significant the they are. They're yeah, the I Jets. Um, no, it doesn't look good for them. I would put the Packers have to enter the question. So, okay, if you can redo I, it now, we should do redo it now. Heading into, I mean, essentially, it's week 17. There's one more week of playoffs. I think the Packers are going to take it, unfortunately. And as a Bears fan, that hurts my heart terribly. Hmm. But I'm going to stick Packers. with the Rams. Stick I with your them. Rams pick. Stick with your Rams pick. Because uh, I, I am going to stick with yeah, them. Like yeah, the stick, with that, stick with that Rams pick. Because the Packers, I think Stafford wants to stick it to. And here's to, the thing to to Aaron Rodgers. You know, all the those big years thing for the Packers short. is they've clinched home field, so you have to play in Lambeau Field in that NFC Championship game. So you're like, ooh, players who LA is not used to play. Guess what? Matt Stafford played in Detroit for like 12 seasons. He can yeah. throw and play in the cold yeah. in Green Bay, and they're going to be fine. And they'll probably upset uh, yeah. upset the Packers. And I mean, the Rams' offense and defense is so hot right now. Okay, 
Dark They're horse. So hot I right did the same thing last year. I'm coming in with a complete dark horse. <sighs> I kind of want to stick with the Bills, though. Okay, so my, my your OG pick, my OG pick is Bills Bucks, but I'm going with um man, I gotta think of it a little bit, but my AFC pick, I want I want to switch to the Tennessee Titans. This team is so resilient, and they've done it without Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's gonna come back and he's gonna lead them to the to the Super Bowl in uh in the AFC. I think it's gonna be Titans. He didn't Titans. help them last year in the playoffs. He was terrible. I mean, okay. I think. I, I think he had I don't a bad think so. I don't think taking half a season off, having surgery, I don't think you come back. And... He's come back. He's come back. Um, so I'm going Titans in the AFC. Uh, heading That's into wild. It. It's a wild that, that man move. That is a wild, that is a wild, a wild man move. You sure you want to and end the podcast on that statement? Yes. Wild, absolute wild man move. <laughs> and in the NFC, I, I can't go anyone else except... Uh, the Packers, I think. I'm gonna go Packers. Packers Titans is my new my new pick. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, indeed, gentlemen. Wow, indeed. Well, I mean, I definitely like the Bills. I mean, I think that I think the Bills could could beat the Chiefs. I know they're so up and down though. Yeah, so up and down. But I think I think uh, the Rams might have it on Green Bay. Yeah, in La- it's at, at Lambeau, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And then don't forget, there's the Cardinals. There's the Cowboys. Uh, the Cardinals. There's the, the, the 49ers gonna are going to get in. Cardinals aren't going to do it. Uh, Kyler Murray just constantly overthrowing team. his receivers. He's yeah. he's leaning on the run now. Like he's, he's just, you can tell he's always thinking, where am I going to run instead of where am I going to pass? Mm. I, it's not going to happen. Hmm. Lean on me when you're not strong. Yeah, it's not a good scenario. All right, so guys, are we ending this podcast without a final uh, Reddit segment? Because well, because there was no Reddit segments, like they no, were I all for. I, I saw I, I saw Reddit a Reddit segment that will. Uh, it's what I did to you, Anthony. Some guy picked up uh, six quarterbacks on his bench so that his opponent couldn't get a healthy quarterback. Wow. And they were asking if that was fair, moral. Well, I you know what moves you got to do. Strategy, I would, unless I, I, unless your league puts a limit like we have in the dynasty. There's a limit. You can only get three defenses on your dynasty team. And what's great about sleeper is you can put the limits in. So it'll just, it won't allow you to get a fourth team. So if you play on sleeper, you can do that. And um, so, yeah. So if, if it's not a rule, you, you do it. I mean, you kind of saved me a little bit too, because I definitely wouldn't have won in the finals. So now I have an earlier draft pick if for, for the rookies. So worked out. There you go. So, no, they said on Reddit segment. Should I sing it one more time, though, just for you guys? I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, it's not time for... They said it on Reddit. <laughs> That's the best. This is the best one ever. Yeah, I agree. Damn straight. Yeah. Damn straight. Just for you guys. All right. Um, I think it's time for the final... Words of wisdom. Oh, well, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe ever. Missing something. Oh, what, you've been drinking? I almost, thank you, Anthony. It wouldn't be a podcast without me skipping a segment. So that was, that was typical, prototypical. Moose, as you started uh, the podcast and basically almost every episode of the podcast, you are drinking a? I'm drinking a Heineken. 
I don't know if I started, might have had an innocent gun in the first week. Yeah, probably. Mm, that first one? Yeah. But you're most known for your Heine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're most well known for the your Heine. The old 50-pack. Anthony, what are you drinking? Well, I had an innocent gun before, but it was my last one, so I couldn't get sure. another one. Right, yeah. Because I picked them up from yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. LCBO, but mm, for mm-hmm. the majority of the podcast, I was drinking an entire bottle of wine, which is now empty. Yeah. Anthony, so, if you when you go to the LC, you got to let me know so I can also order some. Okay, you. perfect. Typical Anthony, outside the box, as he is an outside the box thinker. And I made sure, uh, if this is going to be our last podcast, um, I made sure to take the first beer I had on our very first episode of the podcast, which seems so long ago. Uh, and gentlemen, I'm drinking a fat tug. Drinking a I'm, fat I'm tug. having a fat tug. And I wish uh, we could have ended on an even number. I think we're ending on 159. Oh, Ooh, should we do 10 more? <laughs> I was going to do, say do one more. Just going to do one more. No, he, no, I want to do 10 no. more. Oh, episodes. The podcast. Uh, let's talk to your dad. Your dad can replace me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a pleasure guys. This is honestly, but this has been super fun. So to our listeners out there who have, in, who've, uh, our loyal listeners, thank you for listening and uh, hanging in, hanging in with us. But it's um, not done. They can still listen to us. They just got to get the halftime app. You got to come on halftime. You got to come on the halftime app and join us live every Wednesday. Um, but, you know, it's not the same as the recording, just the three of us. You know what I mean? So it's been a pleasure. And I, I want to hear your final words of wisdom because we don't do words of wisdom on halftime. We could start it, but we don't do it currently. So what is your final words of wisdom? I, I got to say, always, always in everything in life, Put your best gut forward. I think he's the one that usually says this part of it. So I'm not going to say anything to ruin it. Best gut forward is how we should end it. I mean, unless you have one day. I mean, I think. Well, I was going to say some stuff. So then we should, we can come back to this. (laughs) But I was going to say, always check your rollerblades before heading out on an adventure. Um, And uh, work hard. Have fun. Moose, what are your words of wisdom? Really? That's what you wanted to throw in? Yeah. Well, <laughs> as always, like everything in life, <laughs> put your best gut forward. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. That's it, folks. As always, thanks for listening. We won't. See you next time. Ciao. Unless it's on halftime, live show, Wednesdays. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>